Hello, everybody, and welcome back to... I'm talking here. With me, Aaron Day. And me, Rob Brent. And, and here's Adam. Adam. Hello. Oh, you sound like you're in pain. <laughs> you sound like you've been away to Africa. Yes, yeah. in pain. Yay. Yay. So, welcome to... Season two. Are we doing season two? Yeah. Then? This is now season this two. Is season two. Episode 15 in all, but episode one of season two Amazing. of the I'm Talking Here podcast with, well, the three of us. Yeah, who are you going to do the intro? I'm going to do the whole thing. He's going to a loop. <laughs> Just some weird, vicious cycle. Uh, so how was Africa, Adam? It's lovely. Yeah, nice people? Uh, oh, lovely people. It was Mozambique um, you went to. Uh, was it? Eswatini. Right. Then Mozambique. Right, okay. um, but no, people in Aswatini were lovely. What uh, about lovely. people in Mozambique? Yeah, they were nice as well. But, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you know, like when like you have someone really nice, yeah. and you get someone who's just nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so all we actually saw in Mozambique was salespeople, though, mm-hmm. which they have to be nice for you to buy stuff. So, you know, great. Uh, but no, it was a really good experience. Uh, we helped out a local care point, mm-hmm. which uh, helps children. Whose parents have either died mm-hmm. or they have AIDS. So we helped this. Built a garden and a kitchen, so self sustaining. And uh, yeah, really good experience. And lots of animals. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant. I can't make any <laughs> jokes out of that one. No, I can't. <laughs> you said garden and a kitchen. Yeah, go on. added the garden. I quite like that. Oh, garden and a kitchen. Yeah. Right. I heard that wrong because I thought you did say we built a garden in a kitchen. <laughs> and I thought you're not helping anyone there. <laughs> no, no, half is the garden, half is the right. kitchen. Fantastic. Um, which I was pickaxing some grass for a week. <laughs> were you meant to be? Um, well, we were doing the log and they were like, the log was a waste of time because mm. it didn't help anyone. So we did the grass instead. And it's lovely and growy now, hopefully. Fantastic. You, you know all the technical terms now as well. Yeah, like, growy, growy, growy. Yeah. Um, I really hope my plant is very growy at the moment. <laughs> my garden is really growy. What else are you going to say? What subjects do you do at English literature? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what films did we watch over the summer? New films or old? What oh, films did we enjoy over the summer? For this, what did we, uh, I bought my I first Blu-ray. Right. Which I thought was exciting. Is Blu-ray still... Is, is Blu-ray technically retro nowadays? Because oh, people still stream... Mm-hmm. Like, people are streaming films more so than now, aren't they? Yeah. So. Is it retro? Well, anything's retro if you're buying it. Was it. A, it, yeah. was, uh, it was a clockwork orange. Wow. Mm. Have you uh, never seen it before? No. I'm doing, the, I'm doing the book for coursework. So I thought right. I'd watch the film. And, uh, and how'd you find it? I think I prefer the direction of cinematography. Okay. To the actual film itself. Hey, maybe we should do our three questions. Maybe yeah. we should do our questions. What are your expectations? <laughs> and uh, will it be a classic in 15 years' time? I don't think it'll be a classic no, copy orange. No. No, I don't I think mean, anyone yeah. remember it. In that Kubrick's years. got no tricks. No, yeah. no. Kubrick. Um, exactly. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. But no, I, that was. No, but I've seen because I was away for a lot of it. So all Louis Moore went pictures to see mm. was the film we'd be talking about today. Right. Oh. Okay. Um, and any films that you I saw, d- Rob? I did see a film. I'm going to save it, though, for my recommendations. Ooh. So I won't say it yet. Yeah, me too. Um, I should have thought that. I think, I, I think I've just been watching a lot of TV shows, really. Okay. I watched A Good Omen, so I finished that off. That yeah. was very, very good. Okay. Um, I watched lots of Preacher mm-hmm. and a lot of Legion as well, right. which is um, madness in all the good ways. It's delightful. You never know what's going to throw at you. So that was really fun. And then, obviously, I watched the film that we're going to talk about Um later on in the podcast yeah so uh, the there's there's two things that we're going to do in this podcast we're going to play a game first of all just to (laughs) just to welcome us back into season two of the podcast we don't know the game yeah we don't have a discussion point so we're going to play a game and and you can play along as well uh and then our main feature for this podcast is we're going to go real in depth with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Quentin Tarantino film. We will try where possible to not go into big spoiler things. We will talk about things that have generally been spoken about in a non-spoilery fashion. I, feel like... I think it's important not to talk about the end of that film. Uh, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Um, we can. <laughs> <laughs> we can do. We can do. We can do spoiler stuff another time for it. But I but think I'm just gonna spoil it. 
Are you? Okay. <laughs> Great. You can't hold um, us down. As always. Depends how good your game is. <laughs> as, as always, you can get in touch with us via anchor.fm, via the podcast's main channel. You can also get in touch with us via Twitter, which is at TalkingHereRBAD. Our bad. Our bad. <laughs> uh, I have actually forgotten all these. So what's the what's the email again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember all those people getting touched by email. Well, it's funny you should say that because it's actually... I'm dot talking dot here dot rbad at gmail.com. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah see, I know off by heart. Rolls off the it's tongue. It's all good. Ready to play some games, boys? I hope so. Let's move on. So, for <laughs> podcast 15, we need to celebrate that. Podcast 15. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, too I was really excited. So, um, last year. <laughs> Last year, uh, so I found out about this game. It's I'm not going to pretend to be the originator of it. It's not my creation. I've I've tinkered with it a little bit. Um, so the com- the American comedian Doug Benson uh, does a podcast called Doug Loves Movies, and he created this game. What's the a- podcast about? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and he created <laughs> he created this game with his guests called the IMDb game. Um, and the idea of it is, is that you 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 pick a uh, an actor, actress, director, producer, and what you do is it's about guessing the films that IMDb believes that that actor, actress, director, whoever is known for. So when you go on to right. okay. when okay. you go onto their profile page of that particular person, you'll notice further down it says known for, and then there's four films. Okay. Yeah, your job. Yeah, as the contestants is to bid on how many of those four films bid. you bid, yeah, of how many of those four films that you think you can guess correctly. Oh, so nice. so say for example, Adam, I give you the name of actor, you think, okay, I can do two. Right. Yeah. Rob will then say, Oh, I can do three. If you don't think you can do three, Adam, right. yeah, then you say, Right, name them, Rob. Oh okay. I'm sure this is All a right. This is a game show on TV as well. Isn't is it, it on radio? Yeah, it's not like it's, Nick Knowles does. Yeah, he does. It, I think it's uh, is it called not in it to win it, but it's, it's yeah, it's like a yeah, it's Something a like it's a it, list. Yeah. So I've got three. Are you Nick Knowles then? I'm basically Nick Knowles. <laughs> I'm going to post this thing, right? Okay. So shoplifters. I've got three people. So Rob, you're going to go first, mm-hmm. right? You've got a choice of three people to start with, okay? And then oh. you're gonna you're gonna open the bidding, okay. okay? Now, if you think you can do all four, you shut out Adam straight away. And you just say, "I can do all four. Okay, all right. Oh. So this shoplift because I just shouted out. No, 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 no. That's that's something for later on. Okay, that's just written just down on your ruined. piece of paper. Yeah, then. you ruined my recommendation. All right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, your three people mm-hmm. are. Tom Hanks, who? Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. or David Fincher. So you can choose of those three. Tom Hanks. Okay. And oh. Tom Hanks. And make it interesting. Where would you like to start your bid on? Now, if you say two, you've got you only get two guesses. You've got to get the two of them right. You've got two out of four chances. If you get what you I mean. could do three. three. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adam could do three. Uh, I'll, no, I'll go two. I'll two. Safe. Adam, do you think you can do three? three. Oh. Adam's going three. Okay. So what, I would have to go four. Or, or just ask go... Adam to name them. <laughs> name them. Okay. So we're doing Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. So name three of the of the four films that, according to IMDb, Tom Hanks is best known for. Big, Toy Story, Forrest Gump. Mm, I think you've got it. You've got two out of three oh. correct. So, Rob, you can steal Does the it, point do not, here. Do you not guess four? Or do you just no, guess yeah. the three? He's only you got a guess. Point. So you... Saving Private Ryan? Oh. Rob takes the point. Yes. Rob takes the point. So the big. Four, the four Turn films... Hooch. The four films... <laughs> <laughs> Splash! <laughs> I See, Splash. I think Splash should, <laughs> yeah. I think Splash should Splash be on amazing. this list. But these are the four films that, according to IMDb, Tom Hanks is best known for. Castaway. Oh. Wilson, big, mm. yeah. Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Yeah, in fairness, I was thinking Toy Story. I was, yeah, but yeah, you would. So many people were associating as Woody, don't they? Yeah. But yes, don't see his face, though, do you? No, that's the thing, mm. I guess. Right, 
Adam, your choice now. You can choose between Jennifer Lawrence or David Fincher, the director. Uh, <laughs> You've done some really random noises already. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. And how many... <laughs> you can you can bid... You can start off at one, if you wish. One. One, okay. Wait, no, two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three. Yeah, you got to pass it to you. Right. Rob, name three out of the four possible <laughs> films. Starring Je- that Jennifer Lawrence is best known for. Well, Jennifer Lawrence is not just the Hunger Games okay. catching Maya. Oh, let's say Mother! Okay. <laughs> there you go, that's three. So the Hunger Games? And, uh, actually, the Hunger, uh, Games, Hunger catching... Games catching fire and the Hunger Games Mockingjay so all... part one and the Hunger <laughs> Games. <laughs> right. And the fourth one's just got to be so you're part sa- two. So you're saying the three films <laughs> that Jennifer Lawrence is no, best actually, known for. No, actually, The Winter's Bone, I think. Right, hold on. <laughs> but you said like, you said like six yeah, films. And then, like, choose, wow, choose, what else? Choose <laughs> what else was she in? Just choose three films have. and finalize it. Oh yes, oh, she's one from Hunger Games, isn't she? Hunger Games. Oh, so the Hunger Games. That one. Hunger Games. Right. So, so Hunger Games is one. Um, right. Uh, I think it's a The Winter's Bone or something that she right. was in like initially. So that's your second film. And then, are you Silk, shaking? Silk, I'm. I get. So tense with this. <laughs> right. Silver Linings Playbook? Right, okay. Uh, well, you've only had... You've, that's your three. Then, no, that's your mother. three. No, you, <laughs> you don't understand the concept of the game. Right. And then my fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the three that you're sticking with? I'm shaking. The Hunger Games. Yep. <laughs> are you on some sort of coffee come down or something? No, I don't right. drink caffeine. Right. For this very reason. <laughs> okay. Right. So the Hunger Games, the Hunger Games Catching Fire, and the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part Duh, 2. Right. <laughs> you got one out of three films. Yes. Was right? it the Hunger Games so, Mockingjay Part 2? No, just Hunger Games. <laughs> so, Adam, you have an opportunity here. There are three films on here. You All you've got to do is name one of them. Yeah, you know it's not... I can't tell you which... Oh, what was the one with the mops? Carol. <laughs> okay. No, not Carol. You're helping me now. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so, any film starring Jennifer Lawrence that you think IMDb declares as She's best known she for. She was good in Pretty Woman. Say Pretty Woman. <laughs> Can I say Hunger Games? Well, that's no, one of them. That's one of the films. So you just oh, got to guess one of cancelled out. Just got to guess one of them. Mother. Rob takes the point. Oh. Not going to be remembered for Mother. Okay. Most people didn't even make so, it through the film. The four, <laughs> the four films that, Jen- according to IMDb, that Jennifer Lawrence is best known for is The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. Silver Linings yeah, Playbook. American Hustle. Oh, yes, of course. Christian yeah. Bale yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bradley Cooper. And X-Men First Class. Ah, oh, Mystique, As of Mystique. Right. So. Mother. <laughs> we come back over to, to you, Rob. Fincher. Right. David Fincher. One. Bidding one. Adam? I don't even know if I get one. <laughs> I always get confused with Fincher. Yeah. It's not TV shows. No, just no. films. So no, you can't include mine. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. <laughs> How do I know? Is that fin- oh, yeah. You, okay. you will know loads of David Fincher. Yeah, Probably. I do, but I, get... but I can't think of any. Okay. Uh, oh, I so think are we? Are, are you going to gonna close the bid in at one here? Four. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are, is that serious? No. I yeah, not. it is. You said it. Final answer. Lock him in. I'll do four, but I have not a clue. Right, okay. Adam's going to go for four. Okay, I, so the name, Vulcan all, back, name all four David Fincher films that IMDb believes he's best known for. If we had to pass it on first. No. No, oh. four's You've got the to name them. You've oh. got to name don't them get all four. I've just oh, got to guess man. one that you haven't said. You've gone so it high. works out the same then, doesn't you've it? Got, you've gone high stakes here. Big high time. stakes. You've, big gone, you've gone the highest stakes. David mm. Fincher. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> like Orson Welles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Come on. Come on. So Fincher. Fincher. Ah. American Psycho. Okay. Uh. Batman Begins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, this is priceless. <laughs> 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 Splash. <laughs> I wish he oh did. my god. <laughs> David Fincher's version of Splash would oh, be amazing. Phenomenal. 
That um, mermaid would be psychotic. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Chipwrecked. <laughs> Two. Okay. Is that four? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is, is that is four films. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Right. <laughs> Needle- on, man. All four ne- films I want Needless to, to say, Rob, you just need to answer what give me I hope one. I get this film. Right. Oh god, we're gonna Right. Fight Club. It's not on the list! What? It's not on the list! It's not on the list! I know! It's not on the list! It's not on the list! Fight Club! I can't believe Fight it! Fight Club! <laughs> it's not on the list! Right, these he, are the... So he wins! Gets in Alvin and the Chipmunks too! Are you kidding? Adam wins the point! No! No, he just... <laughs> Splash! Adam wins the point! That, is, out, that is outstanding! So... It's gone, it's gone Okay, let's all... Fincher, let's, right? Yeah, let, right. So the four films that IMDb believes that David Fincher is best known for... Eastern... Are seven... Oh, yeah. oh. Gone Girl, yeah. The Social Network, and Zodiac. It's easy when you know them, isn't it? So there you go. So the score is currently Don't two, two one to <laughs> to Rob to Rob Brent. Is it two one to me? Yeah. It's two one. Oh, so I thought you. Yeah, it's two one. No, no, it's two one. It's two one. Okay, that's calmed us down a bit. So round four. <sighs> yeah. yeah, go on then. It's me now. Yeah, yeah over two. So you have a choice between two here now. Okay. You can choose either Keanu Reeves or Charlize Theron. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves for the win. Here, or for the draw, at least. Here we go. <laughs> so start your bid. Um, three. Ooh, three. Okay. I'm trying to think of a third one. Okay, <laughs> okay name him. Yeah, Maybe. see, you, 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 you're giving your hand away too ah, much by saying maybe that. Maybe I'm just playing you. Uh, maybe if you say know. Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> too, I'm out. I'm going right. to go with... All I will say is this. I'm just going to give a word of warning. Mm-hmm. Be careful. That's cheating. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm going to sit with my guns. Right, okay. Uh, well, you are. Go for it. So, so three films. So there's four possible films. Give me three. Matrix. Okay. Uh, John Wick. Yep. Bill and Ted. Which one? Excellent Adventure. You've got one. What? Which was The Matrix. Okay, so Rob, all you need to do is answer, (laughs) give me one of the last three remaining films. Revolutions, isn't it? Obviously, best film ever. No. Um, (laughs) Probably will be. (laughs) What's like an obscure, if you said be careful. I've got an obscure one, but I thought there's no way that... He's in something like the Lake House or something like that. Right, but is he right? <laughs> no, he isn't. I, I IMDb when they do their known fours, mm. it's it's a mixture of films that they have films that have been very very successful commercially critically, but also f- films that are very uh, can be films that are very uh, popular. Um, like in the so so look right across the the, the spectrum of, of Keanu Reeves films. Hunt. Right, don't do punts. No, I'm doing a punt. punt. Oh, God. Punt. Punt. Much ado about nothing. He was Don John. Are you having a... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'll take it back. (laughs) No, I'm taking that as your final answer. Right, Adam, you win the point. Right. Is Johnny Mnemonic on there? No. Right, the four films that Keanu Reeves is best known for, according to imdb.com, is The Matrix, Speed... Oh, Speed! Honestly. Speed 2! No, <laughs> not in that, in that film. No, I'm in... just reminiscing. I'm not uh, saying he was in it. I'm oh, just saying what a good film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the good, the bad and the bad we're on later? Point... <laughs> I can't even say anything good about it. Point Break. Oh. And, and he shoots his gun up in the air and says, ah. And The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, shit! <laughs> See, I said Revolution is a joke. And then I thought Reloaded. And I said, I thought any of them should. So, the secret would probably be on there. Our final round is 2 2. Our final round is all down to Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. So, right, Rob, okay. you're starting on the bidding here. One. One film. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Adam. But the problem is, if you go one, if I say four and get them all wrong, it's, same, it's the same result. You self name one then. Yeah, but still, I might say so like an absolute yeah, but... classic, like Fight Club, and it might not even be on there for some ridiculous reason. Right. Try to think who she is first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just let me do it then. That was fine. Four. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> you, have, you have no who idea she who she is. <laughs> right. No, this might be another. Okay. But he thing. might he might get the film that you've the bid the one for. Right. Adam, four films starring Charlize Theron. That the the top four films that she's best known for according to IMDb IMDb.com. She have blonde hair. <laughs> more, you can't more. help him. No, no, just go. Just go. Stop giving him clues, man. You can't say four and then be like, who is she again? Like, you shouldn't have said four. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. okay. This is atrocious. Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> they're all very, they're all very animal based at the moment. Never ending story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking around the room. <laughs> it is enough. Nothing here. Nothing in here. Um, the BFG. Right. If, if you don't know, oh, not clear, we're no, sat in right. the library, okay. which has a mural on the wall, and all Adam's done there <laughs> is look around the mural at the characters there and name the films. <laughs> right. Rob, right, okay. name one. This has to be name I've one got, film. I've got two, but I'm going to go. With right, this. hold on. Let me let me pick this up. One film starring Charlize Theron that she is best known for. Apply according to IMDb.com. <laughs> Clay pie. Go. Mad Max Fury Road. He's got it in the yes! bag. Furiosa, what a character. Yes. Uh, Monster. Yep. And that's it. Snow White and the Huntsman. Yep. <laughs> Was that Go one? On. Go on. One oh, more. No, I don't one have more. one more. There were on. the only three I one could more. think. One more. One more. Go on. Go for uh, it. Um, one one uh, more. So the got... Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. One more. I don't know it. I'll give you a hint. They're the only three films very, I know she's in. Very recent. It's a very recent Charlie Theron. Tully. Yes. Yes. Oh, that would have made such brilliant podcasting. Oh. So, <laughs> for the I, do you, like, do you enjoy the IMDb game? That was quite yeah, good. Was quite I got good. very into that. Yeah. yeah so let's our winner for this time round for the IMDb game is Rob Brent. Well Too done. right. Don't don't clap yourself. I did clap myself, of course. I did. <laughs> With the atro atrocities that Adam's just been saying there, like I'm gonna clap myself. I right. <laughs> Next time we play this game, we're going to do Aaron versus Rob. Okay. Right. So yeah. you want me to write? You, oh, you, it's going to be yeah. so don't, don't make them overly obscure, though. Right. Okay. Make them overly obscure, obscure, then. No, this isn't... This isn't... VJ. This isn't that... <laughs> you didn't even know. You didn't even know. This, isn't, this isn't that game where you do the opposite of what I ask you to do. Want me to do the opposite of what you want me to do? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> And now it's time for us, for our main feature, although that IMDb game did feel like the main feature of today's podcast. Right. Um, it's time to talk all things Tarantino, specifically all things Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Rob, set us up with the film. Oh, right. I was just going to say, do we have like a title for this section? I feel like we don't. This it's is our review section. feature. Just review. Is our review a... feature. Yeah. Why do you want a snazzy name for it? Maybe. Like? I don't know. Is it a classic? Is it a classic? Yeah. Okay, that's what we'll that call it. End. Is it a classic? Is it a classic? A classic or Triassic? Terrible. <laughs> but you, you've seen behind the scenes there how we come up with ideas there, yeah. so I hope mm. that was exciting. Yeah. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth I believe film. so, even it's though technically it isn't. But anyway, carry on. Kill okay. Bill's yeah. count as one in it. What? Kill Bill's Kill Bill counted as one. Yeah. No, I see that's two films. Yeah, but he counts it as one. Yeah, I guess. It's volume one, volume two, so mm. put them together, what do you get? One. Yeah. Yeah. How numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one is one. <laughs> um, so it's set in Hollywood uh, yeah. in 1969 and tells the story of. What's the name of Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton and, and his stunt double Cliff, Cliff Booth. Booth. Yep. Um, and their exploits within Hollywood. Yep. And shall I say as well about the looming background I guess, of. Yeah, I guess you could say of the. the, the of Sharon Tate, of Sharon Tate and and the infamous events that occurred involving Sharon Tate um, in the middle of 1969. Mm -hmm. um, but mainly it is about Rick Dalton, who is this 
he hit. He's already. He's he's, yeah. he's, a, he's an actor past his peak. Yes, and he is starring in. He's like guest appearing in TV episodes and. So he was in the standout TV show um, Danger and Law and a couple of films as yeah. well. Yeah, Bounty Law, Bounty Law, Bounty Law. Yeah, and then he's he's struggling um, with what to do next and yeah. has sort of crisis about that. And... and Cliff Booth is his stunt double and friend. And because Rick isn't in a great deal of work at the moment, Cliff is kind of like his, as he describes, his gopher, his driver, mm. his his kind of his handyman, his, his go-to sort of guy. Yeah. And it's about them trying to sort of eke out the last drops of kind of the golden age of Hollywood. Um, and there's lots of references towards sort of that new generation of filmmakers and, and the hippie generation and... Uh, and Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate, who at the time was a sort of a, a burgeoning, is that the right word? An aspiring, no word she was an aspiring actress who, <laughs> who, had, who had starred in a number of notable films at the time, particularly Valley of the Dolls and The Wrecking Crew and a couple of others. Um, and about their, yeah, their, their Quentin Tarantino's, I, I think, idea of Hollywood. So, question... What were our expectations going into the film? Well, I was I was quite excited to go in um, because I'd really managed to not know anything about this film mm, at too. all, other than it being a Tarantino film yeah. and the title and the the cast members. Um, so expectations going in, I kind of feel with Tarantino films now they're quite long. Yeah, they're a bit self indulgent in places. Yeah, but he still has quite interesting characters. And he is really good at tension. Um, so I was curious to see how this just translates to being in Hollywood. Because a lot of his most recent ones have been like uh, Wild West and Over in the War and all that sort of thing. Mm. So I thought that would be curious. And maybe more like your, your Pulp Fictions yeah. and your Reservoir Dogs. All I was expecting me was a Tarantino film. Yeah. Whether that be good or bad. Because I enjoy Moses films, but I couldn't get into Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, his last one. So I was worried that maybe... It would replicate what I didn't like with Hateful Eight and not what I liked about his previous work. But um, no, when you, I saw the first trailer and it got me relatively excited. If you, It's funny you should say that in terms of a Tarantino film. If you had gone into this film knowing absolutely nothing about it, not knowing that it was uh, beforehand that it was a Tarantino film, like there were no credits, nothing... If you just watched the film as it was, would you have come out of that going, oh, surely Quentin Tarantino directed that? No. I think I would. Do you think? Okay, so what what sort of tropes, what sort of signatures did you spot that made it very Tarantino-esque? Close-ups of feet. <laughs> right. I don't think is that, is that, <laughs> I don't is know, that a... Uh, yeah, what's the deal with all the dirty feet in the uh, film anyway? Uh, yeah. but, you know, uh, probably. Um, no, it's just like, I don't know, it's like, it just had that sort of, it was very, as I said, self-indulgent. Yeah. So, like, there were scenes in it which I thought, well, those shouldn't have, he could have cut them, but he just kind of, it drags on. Because <laughs> uh, so this is the thing we're all skirting around. I'd say in terms of the the hint would be maybe Michael Madsen showing up in it and a few yeah. other oh, faces few, yeah. that he yeah. works with. Yeah. And potentially the Kurt end. Russell, yeah. Well, kind of the end, but... Yeah. Um, I think the thing is really as to your views on the film. I mean, I, I don't, I, actually, I don't know. I went to see this with Aaron and yeah. actually I don't know your views on it. And likewise with Adam. Um, so it's very, <clears throat> I think there are parts of the film that are absolutely genius. And I think there are parts of the film where I go, right, th- this is why Tarantino is celebrated as a filmmaker because his cinematography is amazing. The the shots he uses, there's this, this certain sets set scenes within set pieces i should say within once upon a time that that are fantastic and not necessarily tarantino-esque but just just excellent um i love the for me my favorite scene is the whole thing where rick dalton is uh filming as a guest as a guest appearance on this pilot TV series called Lancer. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene where he is um, with the younger uh, actress, the, the young girl actress. The girl, yes. You, and, yeah. and she whispers into his ear at one point saying, that's the best acting that I've ever seen. Yeah. And 
him having that moment of of acknowledgement and even though it's just from an eight-year-old who has not really lived much on this earth or anything like that, that is brilliant filmmaking. Yes. But then there is also very ill-disciplined filmmaking in this. Yes. Such as, <laughs> I, for me, the Bruce Lee stuff is ridiculous. Yeah. Get rid of it. It's yeah. nonsense. Um, I, I know it's supposed to be fairy tale. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be fairy tale based and stuff, but I just no, but didn't appreciate that scene. No. Well, do you know what? I, I found it funny, and then all of a sudden I realised, oh, that's meant to be Bruce Lee. Yeah. What on earth's going on here? Yeah. And then as well, the the whole way that was, I, I just I didn't like this film at all. It, it quite no, annoyed me. And actually, yeah. I, I sat with it quite a while. I think it's really distasteful. Um, oh, I don't think it was as far as distasteful. Oh, Are you talking I about the Bruce Lee scene? No, oh. well, kind of bits like that. But I think very much the Sharon Tate stuff. I just yeah. think shouldn't have been in there at all. Yeah. Well, and, let's let's talk about that. I'm I mean, very confused of. Uh, what Margot Robbie Chalantier's rule actually was in the entire film. Yes, at it. agreed. I think yeah. the, 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 the thing is, it's right. So, so historically, Sharon Tate was uh, very infamously um, one of the key victims of the, the Manson family mm-hmm. uh, atrocities that occurred in the late 60s. And um, she was at the time living at, uh, Roman Polanski's house up yeah. in the Hollywood Hills and with her friends and the Manson family invaded the house and 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 killed um, everybody in there and it was and for a long time people thought it was Roman Polanski that had been involved in it in some way when he hadn't at all and it wasn't until months later that they found out that it was the the Manson cult as it were that were involved in this and without without um revealing too much of the ending yeah. i think what i think the Absolutely thing is is if, if you know if you know about sharon tate and you know about the the manson family and you know all about that's that period of hollywood yeah i think one of the things is that throughout the entire film there is this constant sense of dread that <laughs> that that and i think the way in which the ending the ending is incredibly violent um, only in the way that Tarantino can do it. But put it this way: if you if you like the way that Inglorious B word finished, Barstools, <laughs> Barstools, yeah, finished. Then, then I think you there will be some element of satisfaction out of that ending. But it's know. fairy tale. It's remembering it. It's once upon a time. It's it's fairy tale. It's it's this idea of. Quentin Tarantino, if he doesn't like the way that history has gone for people that he admires, then he skews it. He skews history. He's like, screw it. I'll just, I'll, I'll do this instead. I get that, and and definitely because mm. I didn't know what the film was about. So then, no, realizing that oh, I didn't Sharon Tate and oh, right here's the yeah. people with Charles Manson yeah. uh, coming up. It, you say dread, but it was that kind of thing of I don't I don't want to to watch to the end yeah. of this film. And as well known it was a Tarantino film, and even the outcome then he presented, I I didn't I just didn't like. I found that very I, uncomfortable. Would you have just been happy with a Rick Dalton that Cliff Booth film? Yeah, I just yeah, think, I, and I, that be in the film. I don't see why that was even involved at all. Do you feel it was shoehorned? Uh, yeah, completely. Right. And it I think take take feel... out all the actual real versions of, of famous people that are known from there, just take it out and just make his his own version, like the characters of Rick mm. Dalton, put that all in. And Rick Dalton had, like you're saying, when he when he had his breakdown about in terms of his performing ability, mm. and then he had the girl say that's the best acting ever. That was satisfying. That was that was really interesting to see. So then them to be randomly like pulled into this mm. other other story. Mm. And um I would say though, in terms of the tension, the only the only part where I quite engaged um, was when um, uh, Booth, what's it, Clint, Clip, Clip Booth, yeah, Cliff Booth, um, when he was going along and potentially uh, going to where the Manson family was staying. Yes, I thought that was really um, yeah, one that's thing a great to scene. say as well because I always come back to this. Um, the girl who played Pussycat, uh, I think her name's Margaret Qualley. 
Yeah. Um, she is in The Leftovers. And it was really good to see her in this in a different role. And I thought she really stood out. Yeah. Considering she wasn't in it loads. No. But when she was in it, she really did a good job. I yeah. appreciate that. But th- then I just thought, well, why doesn't he just do something removed? He can... It can be uh, harping on the on the themes of it and ideas with it, but it doesn't need to be. It's it is it is easily it is easily a film that could have <clears throat> half an hour chopped from it. I'll say more. I'd say yeah. more. It's a slice so and half. I think two half hours hour. would have been fine. Yeah. You see, I was in hour and a half in. I was sitting there wondering where is the plot actually going. <laughs> I, see, I, I, liked, <laughs> I think what it is I I liked the is meander in a backhanded compliment I, no, I liked I liked I liked sitting in the back of the cars with the guys I liked them just travelling around Hollywood till... I liked I loved the cinematography of oh, the whole it was very, thing but when it was, was a two hour at. 40 film yeah and we've been meandering for nearly two hours yeah like, what really irritated me was is a bit throughout of the narration mm. but that's right. yes that's the, my I, whole I, thing. Tot- right. I totally like, agree like that's where that is where it is ill-disciplined because <laughs> that point when Kurt Ro- it was Kurt Russell's voice yes, wasn't it? he randomly came back Come, like comes on to, it's like yeah what, it's like you've, you've had this whole two yeah, hours to, to tell the story to then bring the narration in of, like, of the narration when it was first used like near the very beginning where like I think um, the character's character tells something and he goes well that was a lie mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I quite yeah. enjoyed it in that sort of sense where maybe yeah, it's tongue expo- in cheek, yeah. Expo- but then you never see the narration for a good two hours. Yeah. And then suddenly there's a other plot which could have filled maybe half an hour, mm-hmm. just narrated. And I'm like, narrated if you've got yeah. a two hour 40 film, cut out the meandering. Yeah. And then put in the actual plot. Yeah, just have have the have the film be about this this older actor who is over the hill mm-hmm. who is who is refusing to admit the fact that his time as a hollywood star so to speak is up yeah. uh, and that this new age of filmmaking is and 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 stars are, are making their and i guess in some way the film is that and you're right though the whole thing of Sharon Tay and the Manson family and all that kind of thing it being shoe shoehorned it did feel shoehorned in yeah but yeah as well though I'd say when I'd say it didn't feel like a Tarantino film it's because it did seem to cut all over the place mm. at random points and I didn't really know why like when uh, the great escape bit where all of a sudden you're cutting back into the film the great escape but Leo in it three times throughout I just didn't <laughs> I didn't get why we're doing that and then we're bouncing over something introduce narration but then forget about it for half the oh, film it's no, like no, oh it's, yes narration no the back. great Push the great escape in. the great escape stuff was all quite in close um they, it was whilst he was having that conversation with the other actor about yeah. about being really close to being picked as that character well, yeah. instead of Steve McQueen yeah fine but, but it we... only happened over like a three minutes then no I, I'm not saying that came back through but then he right. had three cutaways to the great escape and I was a bit confused as oh, to okay why you did like one Fair enough. Yeah. But again, I wouldn't associate Tarantino with so many cutaways yeah. to parts where it was like, oh, that's in this character's <laughs> imagination. And you've gone through multiple scenes and then yeah. it just snaps back to it. I and guess. then it suggests there's, there's you know, something ongoing there, but then it just meanders over. There was so much, I feel there's so much that just either felt that didn't need to be in there, out of place. Mm-hmm. It's like the Bruce Lee stuff. Mm-hmm. Whilst at first <clears> I agree, I quite enjoyed it when I was like, was Bruce Lee like that? Because yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. Right? Well, you don't know. Well, you don't, we don't know, know do but we? like in report about him if you look into him right remember this it's it's remember it's remembering that this whole film is in the context of this fairy tale i know that this is this is what tarantino would have like (laughs) when he when he was when he was when he was you know dishing out dishing out videos in his video store back in the 80s or whenever Mm. it was he would have been looking at hollywood and going right this is Mm. this is how i dream hollywood being like you know it being so, about parties at the playboy there. mansion and it being you know sort of stunt actors you know having fights with bruce lee in the middle of the studio lots and you know like you know actors you know pulling out flamethrowers and all that kind of thing but which was quite fun sharon uh, tate was yeah. basically <laughs> followed as a main character but it doesn't go anywhere like not like if you took out the film, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's nothing. Tarantino's known, especially with like, say, like Inglorious Bastards, that he's he's renowned for 
skewing history. I, I get that, but yeah. actually, I think you've hit the nail on the head with the Sharon Tate stuff. Is that she's in the film as almost like this this character follow, and knowing what happened to her, all of a sudden you think, oh, we're we're running to this, and actually yeah. to play with that concept of saying. Right here it comes. Here all this stuff comes and do something else. I'm not saying that I wanted. I didn't want to see either on on screen. That's the yeah. thing. I'm not saying that I wanted to see that, but actually, then that's where it's distasteful. Mm. The the way it's it's been approached, and it's neither a film about Sharon Tate or a film about. Um, I keep forgetting it's, the names. Brett Rannard, whatever. <laughs> Cliff Booth and Rick Dalton. There you go. It, it, but I, would I was with say, them for three hours. I, I should know the names. I would say that the fact that I know those. I haven't re re researched those those characters' names. The fact that I know those characters' names like I do is testament to the acting in the film. I would say Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio was fantastic. It's brilliant. Yeah. Brad Pitt plays the role really, really well. Margot yeah. Robbie's really good as well. You know, you I you she really puts across that the 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 joy of being a Hollywood actor and just being mm. able to just sort of waltz down to the cinema and kind of watch yourself in a cinema screen and put your dirty feet up on the seat and <laughs> you know and but I, if you can put I, your feet up, you best I, put them up. <laughs> let's move on to the question of will it be a, a classic in fifteen years' time? And before we answer, I have to admit I've been I am surprised by the critical reception that this film has had. Yeah, I mm. like there's lots and lots of four and five star reviews out there for this film now and whilst i can i whilst i can see why people would say it's a four star film i can see the i can see the upsides yeah it's definitely not a five star film no. and it's certainly not what i would consider some sort of twilight masterpiece for Quentin. there's Tarantino. only one bit that made it for me and it shouldn't have been really in the film it was the ending but i only liked it for we discussed the end was very violent I only liked it because of the sheer violence, and I love that. But it was, it didn't, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Right? You're learning a lot about yourself well, now, Adam. I love the sheer, but it didn't really fit with the rest of the film. I think if they cut the Manson, they cut Sharon Tate, and they just had the two DiCaprio and Pitt, I, I, I like talk, like getting on with life. I think that'd be a better film. But I was yawning through a good chunk because the plot wasn't moving anywhere so when someone was being torn apart i was like brilliant we're getting somewhere apart apart from apart from the hateful eight i would say it's one of his most ill-disciplined films mm. it, it is it just feels just it feels like it, it, you can tell that whoever the producers were of this film that they were a they yeah. they were afraid. Do you to think he's too big? Oh, give give yeah. Yeah. Just Q, let, let give you yeah. know QT let him have doing. this creative freedom and all that sort of stuff. No, he need. He, there is a reason why there are you know great producers know how to rein things in yeah. and keep things on. Do an you think he's too big for his own good? Then no, I don't think it's that. Because think, do you think people are like scared to argue with him? I th I no, think because I, like who knows? I think. I feel like his name. I reject his, your hypothesis. I think, the, <laughs> I think the issue. The thing is, like with Spielberg, like with Fincher, like with um, I'm trying to try and think of some other big director names. Um, like with Kaf, Catherine Bigelow, Chrome. Yeah. Uh, Who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> their, their name is enough to kind of sell the film, and even if the film is total yeah. guff. It's enough to kind of, in a marketing aspect or in terms of an investment aspect, it's enough to sell it. Well, what was the tagline of the film? <laughs> by a film by Quentin Tarantino. The ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. Well, yeah, Tarantino yeah. But, so, I, I think like you were saying shows. before, in some things you can kind of see where that mm. critical acclaims come from. And this this, this one, I, I couldn't see those those points then. I feel like people were blinded about, oh, it's a Tarantino film, so I've got yeah. to like it. it. I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to speak for all three of us here by saying in 15 years time this will not be deemed yeah. as one of Quentin Tarantino's classics see or a classic I'm going to say I think for some reason I think it'll still be it'll be known as one of his weaker films but I think just because it's by Tarantino it'll be studied it'll be studied mm. and it will be a classic because apparently we don't know if he's going to stop at 10 but though I Hopefully. think all those 10 will be go up as classics no matter how good or bad this one or the next one is just because his name's there do you know what the most annoying thing about all of this though yeah is that i actually made it to see a film which i had like this film going in 
the least amount of knowledge out of any film that I've watched for a You've long, long seen. time. Yeah. And it was three hours, so I think I'm going to find out loads here. And I may as well watch loads of trailers because I can't imagine anything would have spoiled anything in this film because it's just nothing happened. Well, no. Lo- that's, I, think, <laughs> nothing. I, think, I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair. It's so I much think meandering. Lots, lots of things, lots of things happen. meandering if you've the got interest is, in Lots of things on. happen, but just not in a Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction or Django Unchained. I'm not even about that. I don't mind meandering. The dialogue wasn't as sharp. things then start to come together and you've got... The dialogue wasn't as sharp as it usually is. I think... Dialogue and past, like conversations. Some usually... some of the cameos were just absolutely yeah. unnecessary but as well. Some like the dialogue here, like usually in Tarantino, that's one thing he's known for. Some of the some yeah. of the cameos took me out yeah. of the film mm. as well. Where like you go, um, you'd be even if two characters chatting, usually what they're chatting about, you'd want to listen because mm. you engage. Sometimes T- tips like Reservoir Dogs, who's mm. playing the tip. S- sometimes you got up, but sometimes you just thought this conversation could have. Not happened to be snuck in with another conversation. Yeah, like I don't think the writing was as sharp as time. I think he's just been let to do what he wants. Yeah, and no one's really questioned it, and it's just a bit naff. <laughs> he's really irate. Like it was a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, well, quite, I like Tarantino, but he just needs to be restrained because I feel like yeah. no one wants to restrain him. No, I, I, I think it's less to do. It's less to do with restraint. It's more to do with harness. Yes. It's about harnessing that harness creative flair. Harness can be a restraint as well. I guess, maybe. Depends on how you use it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yes. Should we move on? Yes, yeah. please. To the good, the bad, and the Balrun? Yeah, cheer yeah, us up. Yeah, why not? All right, let's well. do it. <laughs> And now it's time for the good, the bad, and, and the Bowron. We've missed this so much. Oh, Adam. thank you. And we st- have you watched any of the films he's recommended? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no well, I haven't. I not a single one. I watched a little bit more of Who Killed Captain Al- Captain Alex. What do you think? It's going well so far. It's going well. About two minutes in. You're, you're, you're saying that, but remembering that you're watching, you're clearly watching this in small doses. Movie, movie, movie. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it's the great. film? What's the um, film, Adam? This week. Well, this one is part of a series. Yep. And this was the third of a series. Oh. It's not considered the worst, but <laughs> it's considered one of the weakest in this. Rocky. No, oh. it is Superman 3. Okay. Right. So Superman 3. Yes. Is there a tagline to Superman 3? More super than the last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. This time it's Kentier. <laughs> so, Superman I 3. I said Kent. Carry yes. on. Yes. You did. I'm going to clarify everything he said throughout the entire podcast. So you didn't get that. What did he yeah. say? He said Kenzian. Ken- Kenzian. Kentia. 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 Right. So, Superman 3. That is the start of series two. This film is brilliant because Richard Pryor is one of the main villains. Yeah. And it features one of the greatest scenes in cinema history, in my opinion. You know when you say it's it's one of the weaker in the series? It's known as one of the weaker in the series. Are you talking about in terms of all Superman films? Um, or are you just about talking about in terms of the Christopher... Christopher Reeves, but also ones? depends on who you ask about the rest of them. Right, so, okay. So, let's, let's put this returns. in context. Are we talking about just a Christopher Reeves film? Yeah, say just a Christopher Reeves one. Just a Christopher Reeves Right, I'd say okay. You could lump. It's been the best Superman film that's it's the it'll, Superman. It'll be probably, <laughs> it'll be probably <laughs> Superman, Superman. best Superman yeah. film. Yeah. 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 What was Superman 2? Right. Superman 2 was Superman good yeah. as well. Yeah. Is that where they get trapped in a diamond or something? The Phantom Zone. That's the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that Superman 3, best one, because it has one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Yeah. And it is when Richard Pryor mm-hmm. hacks into all the computer systems yeah. uh, in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well that's correct. In yeah, Gotham. Well. <laughs> and the red man climbs up to the green man and punches him in the face. What? Sorry? You had me. The red man... On the traffic lights. Oh, right. 
I've not seen Superman 3. I've no. realised. I've, I've not seen it. I've only seen Superman and Superman 2 when yep. I was very young. And I've seen so Superman Returns, the Brandon Ruth. Was that Brian? Was it Brian Singer? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Gene Hackman plays. Um, or is it Kevin Spacey? Kevin no, Spacey. can't talk about any of those oh, people. Co- Brandon Ruth is fine. Current, current the others will current, just uh, be quiet about that. And then Man of Steel. Oh my goodness. And then Batman vs. Superman. Superman. <laughs> I can't say anything good about it. Oh, it's not going to turn up. But no, Superman 3 has one of the greatest scenes yeah. in history. Just so you know, out of all of those films, Superman 3 is not the weakest one. Uh-huh. No, no. Uh, it's. I guess. Quest. Beginning of the decline. Yeah. <laughs> it was the beginning. Yeah, I quite no... like Superman Returns. I it's not it the beginning of the decline. I think Is that way he gets shot in the eye and the bullet just crumples. <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> Quest anyway. for Peace is known as the weakest on Christopher Reeve one, but I haven't bothered watching Is it. Is that Superman 4? Yeah. Nice. So, uh, no, Superman 3, and we'll put... Uh... Superman 4? Yeah, yeah Quest, Quest for, for Peace. peace. It's got um, evil Superman. Oh, no, Z. Oh! Oh, yes! Okay, it's... right. Yes, I remember. It's not evil Superman. It's like... He's like he's got blonde hair. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Anyway, no, Superman Three is a banging <laughs> film. More mischievous, right? Yeah. So uh, you've got. Um, you mentioned Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Then you've got evil Superman in. Yeah. Right, and there's a fu- there's a fight between Superman, evil Superman, and I have seen evil Superman. You're having flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Do you know how on. evil Superman represents how evil he is? He's got a mustache. No. Oh. He goes to the leaning tower of Pisa. He strains it, it up. Strains oh up. my god! Why have I not seen this film? I have seen it. Is there a montage of him doing stuff yes. like that? What else does he do? Oh, but there's, and there's like. Actually, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, no. <laughs> no. Alright, so he does that. There's like, there's like a souvenir guy there. Uh-huh. He's in the leaning tower. He gets angry because now he can't sell those souvenirs. Destroys them. Makes new souvenirs of straight towers. <laughs> then, good Superman comes back. Leans it back over and he gets to meet Henry again and smashes it. Oh, Rich, right. Richard Pryor was a casting marvel, right? Because I'm going one of the best comic actors of the time, in right. my opinion, for See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Right. And uh, Stay There's Crazy. So, right, that film is not dated well. See No Evil, Hear No Evil is not dated oh, well. Oh, I think it's film. hilarious. In, in, terms, in terms of the, uh, the, the, the world that we live in now, it's not dated well. I'll rewatch it and it might yeah. be on here. Anyway. Um, but no. See, <laughs> uh, spring! Sorry, I just I, I got very excited. So Rob, I have looked Rob on is, Now TV to see if it's there. Rob is now. Um, the, so, is that Superman Marion Richard Pryor? What's <laughs> going on there? This is great podcast. It's, his guys. foot's got a swish. <laughs> anyway. What's the reviews on there? One and a half stars. One and a half stars. <laughs> wow. Okay. But oh, I just think this is so underrated. For it's more of a comic approach. Uh-huh. I think, but I don't think there's anything wrong with a comic approach. Mm. Um, with because you know Marvel, a lot of their standard formula is action, comedy, action, comedy. Yeah. Seventies <laughs> music. Yeah. Um, so this basically really start. This really inspired all Marvel films. By having the action and the comedy and the seventies music all together. In fairness, oh, okay. Quest for Peace does have one star. Yeah, so how much Quest for Peace? It's half a star above that. But um, I just—it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think the best <laughs> superhero films shouldn't make sense. If you get me. No. Like, what's an example of a Batman good... Returns? That does make sense. It does. Do- right, think about it. The <laughs> Penguin. Runs for mayor, yeah. gets angry, so he kidnaps all the children and straps rocket launchers on the back of penguins. Right. If you sit there and go, yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. Perfect right. I'm, I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready? Someone Have you it. done that? <laughs> Take Batman Returns and the whole idea of the penguin running for mayor and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And what is it that um, what is it that causes the penguin to lose all of his popularity in that film? Was it a Voice recorder. Yeah. Oh. Um, where right. he reveals is not nice person. So now hold that up as a mirror to the current political landscape in America. But Donald Trump will not stop rockets to penguins. <laughs> you don't <laughs> yet. yet. I bet he's up there. Like yes. <laughs> he's got a file full of ideas. Like but, well, bring in the penguins. But <laughs> you can't. You could argue there is there are, there is some mirror. <laughs> 
the mirroring. I love how oh my God. you've compared the US's political climate to Batman Returns. To Batman Returns. And specifically, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Danny DeVito's oh, amazing. Yep, um, I did do that. <laughs> yeah, did you? So um, Kentian. Kentian. So I'm. I'm. I think this is. A, I. I think I'm gonna have to go and speak to my dad later on because right. him and I used used to Sunday mornings. It used to be a case of Sunday morning was movie watching morning, <laughs> and it used to be a case of waking up, going downstairs, having a lovely breakfast, and watching a movie with my dad. And I'm sure in in that time. We watched Superman three together at some point. Oh, probably yeah, could. Brilliant. I. It's one of my earliest. One of my earliest memories. I mean, I'm in my mid thirties now, but one of my earliest memories is going downstairs. Probably I was eight or nine, and sitting there Goodness, on, a Sunday, didn't kick in on a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday morning, in terms of films. All right. Okay. On a Sunday morning. <laughs> And watching Die Hard with my dad at the age of like eight or nine years old. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. it. There's three now because I think Fly 2 you watched with your dad on a Sunday morning. Yes. Superman 3. And now Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Oh. There's loads. We, it used to just, just be our thing. So anyway. Oh. Anyway, I, I, well, you've already seen it. But yeah. I, I can actually access this quite easily. Yeah. Think, think you should what, watch it. I think it'd be good fun. It's a PG as well. Yes. So fun for all the family. Oh, it's fun for not just the family, mm. but more. <laughs> okay. That sounded really on <laughs> Yeah. That sounded so wrong. Other people are going to invade your house and watch it. That sounded... Was... Imagine a horror film. You're going to invade your house and watch Superman 3. <laughs> no, no, nothing in the manner in which you That's said, and more. It yeah. right, it's like, you, like your next two. I was about to say I'm going to watch this film. You've ruined that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching it anymore. I want to break in your house off Superman 3. Okay, okay. I want to okay. film it. This is this has got a bit too far. Let's I move on. Move on. <laughs> shall, shall we get this podcast ended? Yeah, let's do it. Right, let's move on to our recommendations. And now we're coming to the end of our podcast, guys. It's been wonderful, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. Been really fun. Yeah. Games and good discussions and Superman three. Uh, so we're now breaking into your house. Breaking into <laughs> houses. We're now going to move on to uh, how we always finish our podcasts and talk about our thirty second recommendations. Films that we've seen that we want to share to you that we think would make fantastic watching. So, do you want me to start? I do want you to start. Yeah, shall I start? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So somebody count me in. Uh, three, two. One, go. So the best film that I watched over the summer was a Japanese film called Shoplifters, which tells the story of a, a, a ragtag group, uh, of, of kind of like a family, living on very hard times. Uh, the dad of the family uh, teaches the younger ones how to shoplift, and they find a girl who has been very heavily neglected by her parents. They uh, take her in as one of their own, and she, it's it's basically the, the film is, the film's brilliant and it's all just about family. Yeah, so I stopped watching the, the clock, so I don't know if that was 30 seconds or more. I think more. it was well over. I do apologise. It, it might have been over. about 31, 32 seconds perhaps. Okay, okay. So yeah, so go Shoplifters. It's on uh, Sky it's Cinema. On Sky Cinema. Yeah, Fantastic. really, really, really enjoyed it. Really Amazing. enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Adam? You ready? Ah. No, we're going no. Rob. Okay, okay. Right, go on Rob. Right, so four, three, two... One, cheese it. Right. My film is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> you love this film. What a film. Absolutely amazing. I went in this. I didn't really know anything about it. I thought it was a Dora film. What? I, I didn't expect to witness what I did. Um, it's by James Bobbin. I found out afterwards who did the new Muppets films, which are really funny. And he just uses that to, to skew everything Dora. Puts loads of funny jokes in there. And Danny Trago is in there as well. I won't tell you which role, but when he crops up, it is absolutely fantastic. Go and see it. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that flew under the radar, that film, didn't it? Really it really did. Yeah. But well, because I thought, oh my goodness, I'm about to sit down and watch a Dora the Explorer film. Yeah. I really should have brought my daughter. And then I, what I actually watched <laughs> did, was amazing. Did you not? Oh, of course I did. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine. I was going to say. Oh my God, I forced myself in there by myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, she wanted to see it and I'm so glad that I actually went along because I, I wasn't interested at all. But really, really funny. Really funny. Think um, Elf. They, they use a lot of the same oh, humour. Right. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Adam, three, 
two, one. I like, Off you go. I like to recommend a film I watched on the plane in Africa. Uh, Stan and Ollie. About Lauren oh, Hardy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's about the uh, Steve Coogan plays Stan, John C. Ryan plays uh, Oliver. Uh, it's about the Twilight Years. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about the Twilight Years of their career. They're, it's set in the fifties. They're getting old, but they decide to have a tour in the UK to try and kickstart the career again, and hopefully for a film uh, deal. Uh, but the past comes to haunt them. Oh. <laughs> it goes full on horror. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Didn't expect that as the end point. It's funny. The same thing happens with Dora the Explorer. <laughs> it's it's all lovely, fun, and games until Dan uh, Stan smashes Ollie around the face with a sledgehammer. Fantastic. Go and watch it. Right. right. So that's it. Podcast fifteen is. Wrapped up. Season two's it's begun. in the Ooh, can. So, me. so it just leaves us to just say one thing. I'm, Rob, oh. go. Uh, I'm leaving here. Thanks, everybody. Catch us on Twitter. First try. Ooh. Nice. <laughs>